Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the table. Another episode of this podcast. My name is Khalil. And my name is Sean. And this is a podcast devoted to equipping disciples of Jesus for this cultural moment. And we want to do that by exploring spiritual disciplines, re-engaging with church history, and wrestling with our current culture. Uh, we There's a deep well, a deep well of the Christian faith for us to draw upon and learn large cloud of witness as we seek to become more faithful disciples of jesus and so in this episode uh we are exploring another spiritual discipline and we try to do that every other episode just to um, help us continue to grow in disciplines a quote that's always stuck with me is occasional discipline results in occasional godliness there you go and so we want to uh grow in these spiritual disciplines and the one we're talking about today is prayer. prayer so sean can you can you help us understand what we're talking about when we talk about prayer? Yeah, I think it's something that's simple and yet complex at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I like to steal from my mentor and use the term simplex. It's simply a conversation with your creator. Mm-hmm. A conversation with creator. A lot of times we look like we the more popular definition would be talking to God, but um, that that insinuates a one way conversation yeah. when you're talking to somebody or at somebody, but it's, it's more actually, of a lecture. Yeah, it's a lecture, right? Right. Rather, uh, rather than uh, a a uh, conversation that's taking place with somebody. So talking with someone, conversing, communing is another good word mm. uh, to commune with uh, Creator God. Um, and so uh, that would definitely be, obviously, that is the Christian or like a biblical um, look, uh, outlook to prayer. Yeah. And I think that's an important distinction, too, because, you know, I hear a lot of times when we read scripture, that's where God speaks to us. And then through prayer, we speak to him. Mm-hmm. But then that neglects the fact that God definitely speaks to us through prayer. Right. Right. Um, I've also heard it as kind of like a direct address to God. Um this quote that it is it is the communication of the human soul with the Lord who created that soul. Um, I love that. And yeah. so our idea here is just entering into communion and relationship with God. And there are a couple, you know, kind of aspects that play into prayer. Um, obviously, prayer can be audible. Prayer could be silent. It can be private. There's corporate prayer or public prayer. It can be somewhat formal or it can be informal. But all prayer is offered in faith. Um, to God, we kind of get that idea from James one six, and uh, all all prayer, at least Christian prayer, is offered up in the name of the Lord Jesus, and uh, all prayer is to be done in the power of the Spirit. Which, if you are a follower of Jesus, a Christian, the, the Holy Spirit enables us and empowers us in our prayer as well. But um, yeah. yeah, it's just our opportunity to come before our Creator and to know Him and to seek Him as our source in life and um, our source for our needs and to recognize our dependence on Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And one of those linchpin, if you will, verses are f- found from Paul, the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 4. Um, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, present your requests to God or make those known. Some versions of the, the Greek rendering is make your requests known, mm-hmm. which means that they shouldn't just stay within your mind or stay within yourself, even though obviously... Jesus or you know, our creator God knows them before you express them, but the encouragement is for 
us to express those things. And I think Jesus gives us a great example of this in the high priestly prayer, John chapters 14, 15, 16, 17, really, where he is clearly not just in uh, Matthew 6 and uh, elsewhere in Luke where he teaches the disciples to pray. This is how you should pray. But here he is clearly demonstrating it, um, not just in the Garden of Gethsemane as Mm. well, where he is... Um, demonstrating that communion with his father, um, but in uh, in that John passage, so it's pretty clear uh, this idea of of expression and uh, communication and connection. Uh, yeah, and we see, you know, obviously Jesus is the second person of the Trinity, so mm-hmm. he yeah. is in intimate and a never ending relationship with God, the father and the Holy spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, but even as a human being, we, we constantly see him withdrawing to be with God alone. And there would have been meditation on the word of God and, and mm-hmm. prayer and petition. And, and again, him seeking God as his source of strength for the ministry that he would be walking in every single day. Yeah. Um, and so there's great precedent for us there. And then um, we're also told in the scriptures to worry about nothing but to pray about everything. Mm-hmm. And that word everything literally means, Sean? Everything. Oh, it's everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, God God literally in, wants us to and invites us to talk to him about everything. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes I think as a, as a follower of Jesus, I, I, we miss the opportunity. Like we can talk to the creator of the universe, the sustainer of the universe, the one who holds all things in in balance and and intention and and is working all things for our good. And we can come to him with everything. Mm -hmm. And that's such an amazing privilege and opportunity. I don't even think we we take advantage of. Yeah, I think, you know, we sometimes it's easy just to live life in autopilot and forget that there is this desire from the creator of the cosmos and not just that but the creator of humanity to connect with the creation with his creation and so um yeah it's almost it's almost I get convicted whenever I read about prayer because I'm like, Oh man, I'm not, I'm not talking to talking to, there it is again, talking with Jesus like I should, you know? And, and so it really does come back to desire as well. Um, you know, when it comes to, do we desire to commune with Jesus? Do we not? Do we, are we too busy? Mm. And, um, and we'll probably get to that here in a minute, but um, it's one of those things too. I think, Life goes better when I pray, and yet sometimes I can allow prayer to get crowded out from my life and my daily routine because I feel too busy or there's something else. And, mm-hmm. um, man, if we will just stop and pray, it changes everything else. So, um, yeah, prayer prayer is really important, too. We wanted to kind of talk about why prayer is so important, and the first and foremost, it might feel like a punch to the gut if, if you're not <laughs> praying, but so, uh, yeah. is that prayer is expected of us. Yeah. And we're not here to try and make anyone feel guilty about our failure to pray because all of us could pray more when, mm-hmm. when we're told to pray without ceasing. <laughs> I yeah. know that there are times where I have ceased to pray. So yeah. this isn't uh, to guilt anyone about their failure in prayer, but to remind us and, and encourage us that to be like Jesus, we must pray. And uh, Jesus himself in Matthew, in Matthew chapter six, 
says, when you pray three times in three verses, Mm -hmm. uh, verse five, six, and seven, he says, when you pray, when you pray, when you pray. Um, and, and then in verse nine, two verses later, he says, so pray then like this. And then he, we have the Lord's prayer over the next few verses, which is a great, great model of prayer that we can probably talk about a little bit more, but, um, that I would encourage people to check that out because the disciples literally asked Jesus to show them how to pray. Mm -hmm. And Jesus did. Jesus, God himself showed us how to pray to God, um, which is pretty awesome. It is really awesome. In that Matthew portion, Jesus hits on three things. Talk about a deep well of, um, and, and a cloud of witnesses, Mm -hmm. three things that the Jewish people, it was without question that you did when you give, when you fast Mm -hmm. and when you pray, Mm -hmm. those were three things that if you were a good Jew or if you, uh, were a follower of, of Yahweh, these are the things that you did without any question. And Jesus, he affirms them. Yeah. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't, he, he adds obviously his twist on things, but he affirms them and elevates them. If you see, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to generosity, when you give, uh, and when you fast, but, but, but all three of them, there's an elevated sense from Christ as these things are expected and must happen. If you want to live a fruitful, healthy walk, uh, with our creator. So, um, oh, that's really good. And we just did an episode on fasting. That was episode 25. So right. uh, if you want to look more into that one, you could. True. Um, so, so Jesus kind of expects us to do it. And we should also be reminded, cause I know sometimes I feel like I have a little bit of authority problem when someone tells me what I'm supposed to do. I'm like, you don't tell me don't what to tell do, me. but, but to remember that <laughs> when God, when God expects something from us that in his goodness, it is always for our benefit and for our best. Mm-hmm. And so he is the one authority who is ultimately trustworthy and ultimately has our best in mind. So God's True. word also makes it clear that we are to pray in Colossians four, two, we're told to continue steadfastly in prayer. And then uh, we are told in first Thessalonians five seventeen to pray without ceasing. And these are two direct commands from God himself about uh, prayer. So it's it's an expectation in the life of a Christian or, or a follower of Jesus. And again, we come back to the idea that that he is our source. Right. Um, and we're actually we're actually communing with him, but also seeking him and also being dependent on God in everything as we as we walk through life. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's a really it's an expression of love. It shows and demonstrates that you Um, or, and me and I, if you will, you and I are, um, wanting to remain connected to someone really, that's what it is. So my wife and I, we don't ignore one another throughout the day, Right. (laughs) right? Now I don't, I don't call her and text her and connect with her throughout the day because I have to. It's because I love her. It's an expression of love. And yeah. it's the same thing. We It mirrors our relationship with Creator God. Marriage and relationship within humanity. Yeah. So, and not just marriage, but um, it mirrors our relationship and parallels that with our Creator. And so, it's an expression of love. And that comes back to desire, too. Because right. I'm sure you don't see communing and having conversation with your wife 
as just a duty, but also a privilege, yeah. something that you genuinely enjoy and long to yeah. do. And in any relationship, we have that. And um, thinking about this, we are we are called the children of God through adoption to him. And so um, naturally in our lives, children long to be with their father right. and, and to commune and to come before him and to, to talk with him and share life with him. And the same ought to be true of us in our hearts as we desire to be with our our, not just our creator, but our heavenly father, mm-hmm. um, and share, share in our life with him. Right. 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 Whatever I, Psalm, I believe it's, uh, Psalm 46 or 37. I get them both mixed up where I find my delight is what I will desire. Right. So do I delight in the creator? Mm-hmm. And if I do, I'll, I will begin to desire the things that he desires for me. That's good. Yeah. Um, and then, and then, yeah, the, the other idea here is, you know, thinking about the fact that we don't always, um, pray, you know, I think when we, when we miss the mark on prayer, even with all this in mind, it might not be because we don't know these things. I mean, for some Mm -hmm. listening, this might all be really good new information, really sharpening, um, our understanding of prayer, but also for a lot of us, we we know some of this stuff. I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, right. I know God is good. I know he's my source. I, I, I do love God. And so then right. what really gets in the way sometimes is just a lack of discipline. And that's why this is a spiritual discipline because it doesn't just happen accidentally. Um, ideally, we continue to grow in the fact that prayer becomes part of our everyday life. But also God should get some of our time. Um, there, we True. should be planning to, to spend time with him. And sometimes we just don't allot time to spend with God. We get too busy or we let other things crowd, um, crowd God out, uh, of our lives. So yeah. I don't know if you'd say anything else about that, but that just is, was thinking about that disciplined piece more than just the desire piece. Yeah. I, I would almost say not too much, but, um, I think, sometimes even though we may know, like you said, we may know these things, we allow other uh, preconceived notions or our experience mm-hmm. to block or crowd out the the discipline of just communing with Father God. Maybe it's been a prayer that was unanswered or the answer was not what we wanted or expected. Yeah. Um, maybe it's just we we don't find, and maybe it's not even a desire thing, but it's a more of a delight thing where I just find myself delighting in there's so many other things that can, that take my time and that distract me. And those things aren't necessarily bad. Mm. You know, the amount of followers of Jesus that I've encountered and talked with over the years, they just really don't, they don't see it as a priority or it's misconstrued in their mind. And I think it's easy to drift into that. And so uh, it's always good to allow ourselves to realign on this discipline because it's easy to drift into, especially in the Western world or America, that, you know, I just don't see it as valuable. Um, things are good, you know. I, I've got a nice job and a yeah. house and cars and stuff. And Well, it's it's comfort. I, I think yeah. we mentioned this in the fasting episode, but the idea of, you know, on a full stomach, it's easy to not sense your need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that can get in the way even in our prayer life. And I, it's interesting you brought up experience because 
uh, Donald S. Whitney writes a book that one of my favorites on spiritual disciplines called spiritual disciplines for the Christian life. Mm -hmm. And in his chapter on prayer, he, he talks about prayer and it kind of made me think about experience. He says, often we do not pray because we doubt that anything will actually happen if we pray. And so people may have had an experience, like you said, where prayer didn't seem answered the way they thought. Um, He says, of course, we don't admit this publicly, but if we felt certain of visible results within 60 seconds of every prayer, there would be holes in the knees of every prayer of Christian-owned pants in the world. And this idea, I mean, I think that's really challenging because if I knew that every single one of my prayers would be answered in 60 seconds, Mm -hmm. I would definitely pray. And I'd be inviting God into every aspect of every day because why would you not? Um, But then at the same time, God promises in in his word to answer prayers. And so it just makes me think, you know, do we believe that God answers prayers or or do we not? Right. Um, You know, if God does answer prayers, do we believe that he always answers them well? Right. Um, Because he promises to answer them perfectly. And so there might even be some trust in there. I just wonder, do we, do we trust, do we trust our creator enough to come to him and pray to him about everything? Like we're invited to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is where it, this is where the wrestling match takes place. And by the way, uh, Jesus, father, God, the Holy spirit, the triune Godhead is okay with the wrestling match. He's not afraid. So we can bring those doubts and those struggles, you know, um, Khalil and I are not, um, the type of theologians where it's like every prayer is answered the way that, uh, you know, we hope it would be, you know, and snatch and grab it. Everybody's healed. Everybody gets new car. Everybody gets new house. All those. That's not it at all. Actually. In fact, a great book by, uh, Pete Gregg, uh, God on mute is a fantastic the title is freaking awesome <laughs> it's just awesome yeah. uh and he he is the the catalyst of a a worldwide 24 7 prayer network and he talks about a powerful story that's very personal of unanswered prayer and so um it's not that we the point is not that every prayer and Whitney's he does, she's not saying this either. Mm-hmm. It gets answered the way we want it to. The point is that we are entering into that conversation, that struggle, that wrestling with right. God, that we might be formed and shaped into the people that we were meant to be. He answers all prayers. Sometimes his answer is not what we want. And sometimes his answer is silence to draw us even deeper into relationship with him. Um, so, and I, so we don't have time to, no, that's really to good. dive into all that because, you know, there's so much more, it's such a broad theological thing. That's why yeah. Christianity, you'll never get to the end of Jesus. You know, it's always a pilgrimage. It's always a journey. Yeah. And in the future we might, we might engage in that conversation yeah. about unanswered prayers or, right, right. Uh, you know, prayers that seem really good, but right. then God seems to answer it differently <laughs> or seems not to answer. That might be something really good to dive in. Yeah, into the future, good. but um, we, we want to get a little more into the practical about growing in prayer because yeah. we know some maybe have a really um, regular prayer life and some are still growing in this discipline. And right. so uh, the reality is prayer is one of those things that is totally learned. Um, you know, uh, like any skill, it requires practice. Um, 
when you're want you know bodybuilders to grow those muscles they're in the gym all the time it's a regular yeah. practice uh, as we want to cultivate relationships it requires time together and um, our relationship with God is exactly the same and yeah. so yeah. it is something we grow in and I would think about even like languages the best way to grow in a language is to is to do it is to use it right. and to grow in the language of prayer we also need to use it but um, we want to get into the practicals of maybe how to continue to learn to pray yeah we're fighting as 21st century american christians or i should say christian americans uh technology a a um a shortening of attention span you know i read you read and you 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 read through all the different prayer and uh different individuals who would spend several hours in prayer in uh the mornings or throughout the day um there were nuns uh in an order known as the sleepless ones they pray in shifts you know yeah i love that story yeah it's just you know it's crazy you know and you look at like uh the the Wesley brothers, their mom, who I don't know how many children she had, mm. uh, John and Charles Wesley are the most famous of them. Obviously, the Wesley movement and Methodism and all that. She would just uh, sit in her rocking chair and put over, uh, uh, like a not a cloak, but like a a scarf or a blanket over her head, and she would pray for her children in the middle. And she got kids running all over the place, yeah. you know. And yeah. she so if you're looking that. for your quiet time, yeah, it yeah. might be in the middle of the noise. <laughs> in, in the middle of the noise, yeah. And and we and and I'm glad you mentioned that too. You know, it, let's just free some people up. It doesn't have to be quiet time, mm-hmm. right? Right. Like you know, we've got all kinds of people uh, that are listening to this that are subscribed. Let's just free you up and do our best to engage in that. And again, it doesn't have to be Martin Luther three hours. I think, I mean, he woke up at like 4am or something. He would pray for three hours. He must, he said, I must pray for at least three hours Mm -hmm. a day, you know, but, but we do have to fight against the phone, against the television, against the screens. And so, uh, I would say before we really dive into the practicalities here, put away the phone, Mm -hmm. put, put away the screens even if you just start out five minutes a day. Yeah. 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 And I would always encourage everyone I, in all my conversations, start in the morning. Yeah. First thing in the morning, I think we can all find five minutes. If five minutes isn't happening, set the alarm five minutes earlier and, yeah. and just find five minutes to connect with your creator. We should all make an intentional uh, decision to connect with the Holy Spirit at the beginning of the outset of all of our mornings. Um, yeah, definitely. But, but as we pray, I, I, you know, I mentioned the languages to, to learn a language best, use it. You know, when you, when you, um, I want to say submerge, but what is it? When you, when you drop someone in a new country, um, immerse, that's oh, what I'm looking them. for. Yeah, when yeah. you immerse someone Immersion, in a new country, yeah. man, you pick up language quick cause you have to, but it's because it's being used. So the Holy spirit teaches praying people how to pray better. Um, as, so that's why we just say, just get started because right. he will continue to teach you and cultivate and, and build that language of prayer. And that's actually one of the applications of John sixteen thirteen, which says when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Right. Um, so just beginning to pray, we can have faith and trust that the Holy spirit will actually guide that process all along the way. Yeah. And once again, John 16, right in the middle, Jesus is praying mm. for his followers when he says this. So, 
very important. Yeah. And the meditation piece. I love it because I think for meditation, that spiritual discipline we uh, mentioned, uh, get up five minutes early. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to, to start, to even to start meditating, I think it was in that, in that uh, episode. But why not? Like you said, set the, set the alarm clock five minutes early. Begin with meditation, but meditation is a really good launching point. And I know you've got a couple of really good thoughts about that too. Yeah. I mean, just, I've noticed it in my own life. And then the more I read, the more I read, uh, ancient writers, the more I see that discipline of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we talk about learning, learning by praying. Um, the second would be learning through meditation on scripture. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just something about when the word of God is in your heart through the process of meditation and even memorization, it works its way into your actual prayer. And I never would have noticed this before, but when I started making meditation and memorization of the scripture, Mm -hmm. an integral part of my life, well, then just the the language of the scripture began to work into my prayer. And these are the guys who sound super spiritual, right? When you're like, (laughs) dang, they're so so spiritual. But the reality is it's just, it's the word of God hidden in your heart and it comes out in your prayer. And that's so important because God actually gives us language for prayer and it shapes the way we think so what i've noticed is it moves us from just focusing on our worries and our concerns and our circumstances to focusing on adoration and affection for god and who he is and it just it brings god's perspective to our situations because Mm -hmm. we've meditated on the word of god so Mm -hmm. it's a great spot to start if if you're looking to grow in that language of prayer i would say that's encouraging to me and i would hope for our our listeners as well um, to know you go back to the discipline of scripture reading and Bible study, Mm -hmm. you know, that these things play on one another. They help one another. So it's not like I'm like Khalil and I were, or, you know, you look even through all, through all the scriptures and all the church history that there's just piles on piles on piles of things that we should be doing. Now there's definitely that we see that within some of our church fathers and mothers, but we can easily call that out. That's, that's okay. But they really, it's, 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 they play into one another. Um, when I study the scriptures and I read the scriptures, I also start meditating on the scriptures and thinking through those things. And I end up inevitably end up praying the scriptures and, and it comes out in my communion with my creator. And so, um, it's very encouraging. It made me think of the image of just baby steps. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a child takes one step and then starts to stumble, and, but takes that second step. Yeah. And pretty soon you're walking. Like all of these spiritual disciplines that we're going to continue talking about are steps in our walk. They're not all different things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're different steps right. uh, that we can take and use in our holistic faith. So, no, that's encouraging. Uh, meditation comes from Bible intake right. and and. And prayer comes from meditation and Bible intake, and then fasting mm-hmm. will have prayer incorporated in it, right. um, which will also come back into those other disciplines. So that's a really good connection. Um, it's true. The the next piece, the another way to learn this is by you can learn to pray by praying with others. And Sean, you say all the time that that Christianity is very communal. Yeah, very so communal. I don't know what you would add to this idea of just learning prayer from other people. Yeah, I think my mind goes back to. Um, the times when I was mm, middle school and high school, when I would watch my adult, uh, youth workers, my youth pastors and different pastors and be people who I felt were real like spiritual giants. Mm -hmm. I would watch how they prayed and interacted, whether it was, 
Um, it could have been simple as praying the blessing over lunch or something yeah. to something like a prayer and worship night. I would even notice even off to the side, um, different people and that I respected. Um, but it's, it's this idea that of corporate body that together, when we pray together and we seek the face of our creator together, um, it bolsters our faith it builds communion with our creator. So we're, we're learning um, and we're growing and we're maturing in our walk with Jesus, but we're also growing with one another. Mm-hmm. So it develops, it's like an intimacy thing there. Um, and so, so inevitably all that to say that prayer actually builds, uh, it strengthens the body. Mm. It strengthens, strengthens us relationally. It bonds us. For instance, um, most people have a friend or an acquaintance or somebody that they know is battling some sort of illness. When the body comes together for a common cause, a prayer cause, it builds intimacy within the the body of of believers or followers. And so we've got a common, there's a common... Uh, ground there. There's something that we know together. We are in this. I'm not isolated. I'm not alone in my struggles, in my hardships, in things I'm wrestling, the things I'm hoping for, hopes and dreams. And so we have friends that my wife and I that invite us into. Hey, you know Sean and Ashley. I know that you guys are praying. I know it's good to pray together for something specific. This is something I'm really seeking Jesus for. You know, we invite one another in. Don't go at it alone. Invite somebody in. So that's really good. And um, you know, something I always notice in my life is listening to other people pray, who I perceived as more spiritually mature, or you know, mm-hmm. is always noticing that even other believers have different heart than me. And I'm going, right. wow, this person is so much more gracious or gentle, or <laughs> wow, they're thinking about the nations. I was just thinking about myself, and <laughs> yeah. and, and it actually that's grows good. my heart. It, it grows our perspective of the world and prayer. And I've picked up prayer language from other people, mm-hmm. and I've said, wow, I want to begin praying more of that in my own life and my own private prayer too. So praying with other people and with the community of Christ can actually uh, expand the the breadth of your own personal prayer that's good another great way to learn about prayer is by uh actually reading about prayer and so there are man we if we are not engaging in in history and it's time i just want to say that to everyone read biographies of christians who have come before us um because there are so many giants of the faith and people that will really encourage you in this um john Mueller is one Mm -hmm. who just if read his biographies and his life was guided by prayer, and I'm always challenged when I think about yeah. his life and his prayer. Um, so just reading biographies and reading about people, um, it cultivates something in our own hearts, a, a yearning and a desire because we see what's possible through the lives of others. And I just thought of one right now, age, um, Brother Lawrence. Oh, yes. And, uh, yeah, practicing the presence of God. Mm. You know, his, his prayer journal is basically this cook in a monastery. Uh, C.S. Lewis writes to his brother Malcolm, letters to Malcolm specifically on prayer, uh, P.T. Forsyth, and so many others within uh, the history and the cloud of witness and the, the deep well of Christianity. Um, definitely. That's good. And there's, you know, a couple others. I have a book called The The Valley of Vision, and it's just a collection of Puritan prayers, um, mm-hmm. and they're so rich. And <laughs> 
I just end up pausing. I read a line, I'm just like, ooh, and I just and I just pause. Uh, the Book of Common Prayer is yeah. another great uh, collection of prayers right. throughout history, and so reading about prayer or reading other prayers is a great way to expand your your prayer life. And I'll just add the original Book of Prayer, the the Psalms. Ooh, Khalil. No, that's God. God wrote that one. Oh yeah, He did. No, but it's it's great. So <laughs> the Psalms great. are written by David. Majority of written by David, who God says is a man after God's own heart, and so God also divinely orchestrated those Psalms to be written. And so we have God's God's heart for us poured out on the pages of Scripture mm-hmm. and an invitation of language that we can use and prayers that we can enter into. And I've had been in places where I just was struggling and I didn't know what to pray. And I couldn't find the words, yeah. so I put the psalms. Uh, I played the psalms on audio, and they just played and played and played until one just hit my heart, and I realized that's what I was feeling. And so the psalms actually pulled me out of that pit because I had no language to describe what I was feeling until until that scripture. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that was really that felt like the Holy Spirit for someone right now listening that maybe that was something you needed. Yeah, definitely, definitely, really. Uh, quickly as we move towards wrapping up we wanted to give just a couple really really practical starting points uh some who who might say man i'm just getting started with this prayer thing or maybe i'm just struggling even Mm -hmm. maybe having a little bit of uh, a wrestling and the two two quick models of prayer one would just simply be uh the matthew chapter 6 verse 9 i think it goes to verse 11 model that jesus gives Mm -hmm. every follower um, it's one actually that we try and do um, every day, my family and I, um, a few times a day if we can, at least once a day. Um, and that's just the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. So It's a great model. You might even sit down with it and meditate on it yeah. and look at what each line says about God or says about us or our life. And it can definitely be unpacked. And there's some, it, you don't have to pray the Lord's Prayer exactly, but there are some, right. some principles to incorporate in your prayer life well and to to what we've said um memorize it easy to memorize not it is. hard it's a great verse yeah it's or passage yeah great pa- yeah meditate on it and then make it your own in your prayer in the car on your way to work great. on your walk um just just pray through it the other model is uh it's called the acts model so it's an acronym a c t s and it stands for adoration confession thanksgiving and supplication uh supplication just means our basically our needs presenting yeah. our needs and it actually kind of follows the lord's prayer a little bit mm-hmm. and then the lord's prayer starts with hallowed be your name a recognition of who god is uh acts or that a adoration is yeah. just recognize god for who he is and 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 praise him and just submit yourself to who he is, and then moving moving into confession, confessing sins, confessing our need for God, um, humbling our hearts before him. Thanksgiving is to just acknowledge all that God already does and his faithfulness to us, and then supplication, mm-hmm. seeking or seeking him as the source of our help and our hope in our needs. Yeah, yeah. Supplication. Jesus, give me a good parking spot as I go <laughs> to the mall or whatever. Do we have malls anymore? Yeah, things like that. So... So that's good. So hopefully that's a good introduction to um, the spiritual discipline of prayer. And there's a quote from Donald Whitney that I love um, about prayer. He says, prayerful people become godly people for prayerfulness with God cultivates godliness in all of life. Mm -hmm. And so we want to encourage you to just 
make prayer a regular part of your life, a priority in your life. Give God time there, but also pray without ceasing. Invite him to every aspect of every moment of of every day and just see what God will do Mm -hmm. as you grow in the discipline of prayerfulness. So absolutely. uh, Thanks for listening. We want to encourage you to subscribe as always. So you get those future episodes. If you want to give us a rating and review, we wouldn't complain. It means the world to us. Sean's not upset at all. (laughs) Um, That, that is our currency stars. We, we, (laughs) I feel like Mario right now. We are the super Mario brothers. So we give us that stars, (laughs) but thanks for listening and continue to share these episodes with people. If you are walking in discipleship with someone um, or a mentorship relationship, you might share this with them and just use it as a launching point for conversation about spiritual disciplines. That's our hope and our heart behind all of these episodes. So uh, continue to grow, continue to go and God bless you as you do. God bless you.